good day, brothers and sisters. I hope you're doing well today. Always remember, God is great each and every day, each and every way. And it's only evil men and women that believe in the darkness and the evil spirit. That's the ones that create bad in this world. It's not God. And it's definitely not we the people. It's a very sinister group that continues to do what they've done to us. And now they're trying to get us away from the reality that God has given us life in. And they're trying to take us down this continued path into a virtual reality that they can completely control through their illusions, deceptions, lies, theftery, and all of the stealing and killing that they do is what funds it. We have to break these chains. We have to get back to reality. We have, we have to enjoy life. We have to enjoy our family. We have to have and spend time with our family, friends, loved ones. Get outside of your cell phone, which is the MK Ultra mind control. Stop listening to the fake news and the fake people with the trauma-based mind control and get back to reality. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. Back to life, back to reality, back to life. Hope you're doing well, brothers and sisters. God bless you. God be with you. I hope you get to know God and get to know Jesus Christ as he will change your life. I promise you. He's the only one that can help you see through all of the levels of lies, propaganda, and psychological operations that are being conducted against us, brothers and sisters. We have to realize these things are occurring before we can change them. And I, I'm coming to you today with a, a very deep profound yet dark message that it's hard to even communicate this but we have to realize what is really going on every single thing that is created by the system which is controlled by the banksters which are controlled by the aristocratic families of the 13 bloodlines all of these things that they create are actually to enslave us and not to empower us. We continue to be tricked because of the propaganda and advertising and marketing that is done around these things that they create. When they are actually so bad for us, we cannot even realize I'm going to connect a couple of dots right here for you, and I'm going to make it clear to you what is really going on, because none of this stuff is just on accident. If you back up from your emotions and back up from everything from 10,000 feet above it, and you look about what has happened. One thing that we know for certain is that at some point in the development of civilization, 
there was people who decided that they were going to try to control everybody else. Why they decided that, it's there's no way of absolutely knowing. But we know that that happened. Then we know that a, a number of people in the British East India Company or the, the East Indian Trading Company that it was called, this was involved with a lot of the aristocratic families from Europe and that they got into the Indian tr uh, spice trading market. But what they set up was a trading route to which ultimately they, ex they you know, brought to market something that was more valuable at the time, and that was slaves. So they helped set up the, uh, you know, the, the Atlantic trade, uh, slave trade. And so this was a group that was very uh, focused on maximizing profit and not caring about anybody else. And then we move ahead. In, well, before we even move there, what does that sound like today? It sounds quite a bit like Amazon and what Jeff Bezos has set up with this being able to trade goods all over the world and ship them in a convenient way. But this is where we're seeing, you know, the Chinese Communist Party's products being shipped all over the world um, through these drop shipping facilities, which it looks like Amazon is actually just a warehouses for the CCP, if you look at it for what it really is. But if you move further from into history from the East Indian, Indian trading companies, you had a lot of the banking cartels formed. Um, and then you had Standard Oil formed. You know, all of these entities that were formed were said that they were doing something to benefit society when in reality they were creating monopolies. They were creating situations to where they were the only ones that prospered. And when the FBI was set up, you know, it was very obvious that, you know, because at their original beginning, the FBI was created in order to uh, keep tabs on the, the American people. They were not created to uh, benefit anybody other than who they wanted to institutions, the FBI, came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used it there, Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches. Who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America? It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I can condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, had been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through justice department within our states. We wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it. I think the, the FBI has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records. They continue to keep a lot of records on a lot of Americans. 
And that is the big problem. It was started in 1908 as the Bureau of Investigations. And then, you know, it got transitioned into the Federal Bureau of Investigation in 1935. Um, as the original uh, agency of, or investigation it's unlike the Central Intelligence Agency, which allegedly has no law enforcement authority and is focused on intelligence collection abroad. The FBI is primarily a domestic agency maintaining 56 field offices in major cities throughout the U.S. and more than 400 resident agencies in smaller cities and areas across the nation. At the FBI field office, a senior level FBI uh, officer concurrently serves as the representative of the Director of National Intelligence, which is the DNI. Now, as you heard Ron Paul talk about, you know, what has really been going on over the years, I want to also offer to you while we're while I'm covering this particular part, before we get to well. Let's get to this first. Before we go to the current day, listen to what uh, Frederick Schwartz said as part of the uh, church committee. This was in 1975. My point of trying to get us back in history to understand what has historically happened is we're trying to figure out why did we stop paying attention to this? How did it get covered up? And ultimately, we're going to talk about here in a moment where it's at now with the electronics evolution. But listen to what Frederick Schwartz said uh, from the Senate Select Committee uh, Chief Counsel. Listen to this during the church committee times. Cointelpro is the name for the effort by the Bureau to destroy people and to destroy organizations or as they use the words, disrupt and neutralize. And in pursuit of this goal, FBI agents used a wide range of weapons, disseminating misinformation, creating animosities, and generally spreading havoc among the target groups. During those same 1969 inauguration ceremonies, the Washington field office of the FBI discovered that persons who were attempting to coordinate and control the demonstrations the marshals of the demonstrators were a very useful and helpful group of persons in order to keep the demonstration ordered. Now, what did the FBI do? They found out what citizen band was being used for walkie-talkies, and they used that citizen band to supply the marshals with misinformation, and pretending to be a unit of the national mobilization to end the war in Vietnam, countermanded the orders issued by the movement. Report after report about meetings of women who got together to talk about their problems. Now, how the Bureau got this information is not entirely clear, but it's apparently by informants. So we have informants running all over the country, checking up upon what housewives are talking about in their efforts to decide whether women should have a different role in this society. Footnote on the 1964 Democratic Convention. A technique which was used there was the furnishing to the FBI of false press credentials by one of the major networks, 
which the FBI then used in order to insert itself as a bogus newsman into legitimate discussions of political persons and protest groups. Uh, this included plans to suspend the writ of habeas corpus. It included uh, ultimately plans for a, a master warrant of arrest, whereby on the signature of the Attorney General, uh, and only that signature and without reference to the courts, thousands of people could be locked up. And as you could imagine, that is an immense amount of power that, if gone unchecked, could result into some major corruption. Now, there's been a lot of speculation about the mafia as far as the Italian mafia's involvement with government at the highest levels. It's been proven that it's it's been, you know, something that happened. I'm noticing that a lot of those same families, the one I'm thinking about specifically is Nancy Pelosi. Her dad has been a mobster in Baltimore for decades before Nancy became who she is in California. And you question, you know, you should at least, we should always question, why did Nancy move from Baltimore to California? It's just like Ted Wheeler, the criminal mayor from uh, Portland, Oregon. You know, he tried to run for politics in Boston first and had no traction. And then he came over to the Pacific Northwest where he ended up, you know, getting in and ended up really manipulating a lot of things that were going on. I want you to listen to one of the people that during the uh, you know, should be very well informed about this, and that is Robert Kennedy Jr. You know, his dad was murdered by these different uh, rogue government agencies, I believe. That's my opinion, is that it was a coercion between government agencies and criminal uh, elements that they ended up working together to take out some of these individuals in government that were trying to bring peace and unity. JFK, RFK, MLK, all three of them. But we're going down this timeline and listen to this, and then we're going to get into the CIA's involvement here in a moment. But listen to what Robert Kennedy Jr. says about the same groups that he had to deal with with his dad. Listen to what he's saying. And, you know, the, the CIA does not just public health, by the way, it does coup d'etats against democracy. So between 1947 and 1998, the CIA was involved in 87 coup d'etats against a third of the nations on Earth, most of them democracies. So that's what they do. The, the way that they studied this is they farmed out studies to sociologists at about 300 universities. These were um, programs called MKUltra and MKSearch, Operation Artichoke, etc. But it was all done by the universities, billions and billions of dollars. Does that sound very familiar as it is today? Yes, it does, because look at John Hopkins University involvement with our entire plandemic scamdemic that benefited all of the pharmaceutical companies which actually pay money indirectly to the CIA and when you ask why 
and it's because they helped protect the poppy fields. I had personal hand, firsthand experience with seeing, uh, interviewing people that had experience with that video, photography, all of it. And guess what other university is involved with this Oregon scam that's happening? It's the Oregon Health and Science University. That place is the one that was and has been really the forefront in Oregon as far as perpetuating the lies about the, the scamdemic. You remember, we reported on it early 2020, before it came out in the, in the major media entities. We were reporting on it, and in reality, at the end of 2019. We just didn't understand the scope of it until early 2020, and it didn't get into the public really you know, hardcore until March 2020. We were months ahead of that from our analysis, from our data gathering, from our understanding of what was happening. And, and now, seeing these university partners, knowing that it was, it was happening back in Vietnam. Now, listen to what the details about Vietnam, if you do not know about it, okay? So this is something that everybody talks about a lot. But the, the specifics are missed. But this also was known as, the, as a conflict in Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia from the 1st of November, 1955, until the fall of Saigon on the April 30th, 1975. That is 20 years that this continuous war occurred where the military industrial complex was making tons of money. They were studying the, the war efforts between both sides. And there was mass casualties off of this that ultimately were paid for by the international community, ultimately financed by the same criminal cabal out of the city of London, the one square mile. This is the banksters that we always talk about. So this 20-year war is just like, just like what happened with the, the Iraq war. The Iraq war, you know, is said to only have happened for eight years, but it was you know, officially ended in eight years, but it continued in Afghanistan and in other parts of the Middle East. So after they went and destroyed Asia from 55 to 75 to control Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos, which is right there next to Chinese Communist Party China, which they had already destroyed and set up a system in 1948, with the Chinese Communist Party to control the entire populace of that country to create a manufacturing empire based off of slave labor. Now you go into 1955, um, which is only seven years after they developed the Chinese Communist Party in China, they went and attacked the people of Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia. And they did that to bring them under control. So at the same time as they were building 
the Chinese Communist Party, they were also attacking other countries in the Asia-Pacific region in order to gain complete and uh, dominant control of that area. Now, think about what has came out from those areas. Lots of sex workers for massage parlors. Lots of uh, sweatshop laborers for warehouses. That's what's came out of that area. Plus, lately, we're looking at the technology evolution that has happened through robotics, the evolution of the computer into a personal computer, then to a laptop, then to electronic devices, then to the cell phone, then to the earbuds. So it's getting closer and closer and closer to being on you all the time. That's the technology evolution that they have created. It's not an actual uh, thing that they want you to be more aware of things that are going on. They want you to be completely indoctrinated to what they want you to know. That's all that it's about. It's not about anything else. They changed our language from us communicating verbally and physically. They changed it into a virtual communication. They trained. I was the first real generation because I was I'm in that generation of, you know, middle schools, whenever the computers really came into the school system for me. And I started learning those at that time. And I thought it was going to be, you know, we were sold on these computers are going to make life better. So you're going to have, you're going to work less. And then you can have more time with your family about efficiencies, about all of this. But it was all a lie because now we're working longer hours in front of the little cubicles. And now we're just droned out zombies because we're not talking to each other. We had to learn how to type. We had to learn this technical code, and now they're using all of these technology geeks all over the world to be these simple Simons. We say nothing after we've put all of that emotion and all that time and all of that effort into all of these things. We have not actually communicated at all because it's went into a system of control to where it's going to determine who's going to hear it, how they're going to hear it, and how long they're going to hear it. That compared to all of the marketing and propaganda and advertisements and blah, blah, blah that's pushed out there. So they have taken us from a time to whenever they made us think that it was going to be better for us. They made us think that these things were going to be improved. But they, in reality, have just used our money, our love, our empathy, our sympathy, our compassion for others. They've used that against us. They have studied us to a point to where now they have unleashed upon the world psychological operations to manipulate every single person. 
And I believe that they are doing this in conjunction with destroying this country. These United States, a constitutional republic for the people, by the people. And they're doing it because they've done it to everywhere else. Even though the CIA has no legal authority, they have been manipulating the world forever. What it looks like, in closing is that the technology companies were a built apparatus as part of the military-industrial complex in order to keep the controlled message and the controlled idea of group thought moving forward towards one agenda that the United Nations has been pushing. The United Nations, working with the World Economic Forum and working with the Bilderberg Group, working with the Council for Relations, they have decided that they are bringing an end to the American sovereignty and that they are trying to implode it and they're weaponizing information on every level in order to divide and conquer we the people of these United States, a constitutional republic. They're doing it in conjunction with destruction of Central America and destruction of Canada, the freedoms of all of these areas, because when they go in, and they destroy areas like I've detailed with what they did to Chinese with China and other parts of the Asia Pacific. You can see now that they're doing it to the Americas. They're doing it to Americas in order to take over the agricultural and the resource management because they are trying to bring an end to all of the excess that they have created because now there is more and more wealthy criminal psychopaths just like the Rothschilds, just like the Rockefellers, just like the Gateses, just like Bezos. They have elevated their own kind of their own mindset, of their own ideology. They've elevated all of those people into a place of major power right now. If we the people of these United States, a constitutional republic, and we, the people of the free world, do not stand up and bring these criminals to justice. They will be bringing us to a continuous demise because their overall goal is to destroy us. They don't want any of us to continue to live in harmony. They want us to actually live in chaos. They want us to live that way because that's how they live. It's all about control. It's all about criminality. It's all about them perpetuating their way of life outside of we the people. They want to control us. And now... As I mentioned, the technology that we have to decide to put down our cell phones. We have to decide to turn off the radio. We have to decide to stop spending time on social media as it's fake. We have to decide to start talking to one another. We have to decide to start going and visiting one another. We have to decide to get back to a reality-based life and not living in this virtual slave camp of just continuous manipulation that they have brought us into. 
They made us think it was cool. They made us think it was the way to go. But now I haven't been, we have not been on social media in two weeks, I think. I mean, like really actively going on there. And it has felt phenomenal. I feel so much better. I'm not stressed. I'm not, you know, whenever I go on there, it's instantaneous stress and and just emotions just because that's how they've built it. It is a trap. And I wasn't on it before. I got on it for business, then got kind of tricked into it. And brothers and sisters, I'm done. There's no reason for us to, to try to communicate in that way because, for one, they're monitoring us. And secondly, they are manipulating us. So there's no reason to spend time because your time is valuable. It's the most valuable component that you have is your time. And now we've got to get back to spending time with family, friends, loved ones, not spending all of our time at work, not spending all of our time online, not spending all of our time on social media. We have to get away from these things, brothers and sisters, and we have to get back to reality. Back to Back to life, back to reality.